Good evening and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures right here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, FM 103.5 and anywhere in the world on the free iHeartRadio app. It's probably one of the better ways to do it. You can find us anytime there. Search Outdoor Adventures and listen to our past and present episodes. And uh, you can also find uh, Twin Cities News Talk on the iHeartRadio app and uh, listen live anytime, anywhere with that. And my good friend Chris Kudak joining me as always from from Parts Unknown. How are we doing today, Kudak? Good, good. It's uh, one of the miserable rainy days, so... You know, I've been getting, getting stuff ready for the deer hunting, for ice fishing. I've been going through all the stuff. i got the grandkids here, so they're giving me a hand. Because, as you know, I, I had a little back problem last week. and threw my back out again, so yeah. I it was easy. Yeah, that is never a fun thing. Thankfully, it wasn't uh, for the same reasons as as it was here, what, a year or two ago when you when you kind of fell down and went, boom, I'll just say that. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I don't. I don't know what happened. I was walking from the shed to the house, and I, I don't know. It just just went out on me. So uh, back to the doctor I went, and they uh, got me on some medication, and they told me to take it easy for a while. So I said, "Well, just get me through the deer hunting season. We'll go from there." Well, it should be a pretty interesting show now, folks. Uh, you can call in six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. I always uh, get razzed for uh, other shows not mentioning the phone number, and I know we haven't been mentioning it enough, but uh, this is a live and local uh, outdoor show here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, and uh, you can call in anytime if you've got a question, concern, or comment, 651-989-5855. And we got a pretty good show lined up with the deer opener. Well, I mean, the bow hunting season obviously has been going on for a few weeks already, but uh, the rifle and slug season is coming up here in a couple of weeks, and we got our good friend Mike Coldfront-Curry coming up a little bit later. And then uh, keeping you warm out in the field, we're going to chat with the guys from IWAM Outerwear, and they got some cool stuff uh, for the deer hunter, duck hunters, pretty much anybody that uh, goes outside. Uh, the thing that's cool about it, I think I could probably just, you know, wear that out on the lake this year and... You know, if I I've, if I fall down in between me and my buddy's ice house, I'll be nice and warm. Well, what's nice about it, you can it's 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 like a big sleeping bag that you can roll it up and it tucks up you know about your waist, and you can get out there. And once you get out to where you're going, you can uh, drop it down, put your feet in it, zip the bottom up, and you're, it's just like a big mummy bag. You're in it, but you got your arms free, and they're they're good for thirty below out. I mean. They're uh, something you get up in your deer stand if it's cold and miserable, and I believe you know you could you could sit in there all day and stay nice and warm. Yeah, so we'll uh, have that here at the bottom of the hour with uh, Dave from Iwam Outerwear. But we're going to get started. We haven't chatted with him in a while, but our good friend Mike Coldfront Curry from the Minnesota DNR. He does a lot of the youth programs and adult programs as well, and gets people hooked on the outdoors. So uh, let's bring him in right now. Good afternoon, Coldfront. How are we doing? Well, I must be working overtime again here because I just <laughs> there's a front coming in right now. The wind's howling here in White Bear, uh, and so I think uh, I think a little change in the weather is going to be taking place here very shortly. Well, you know, it's been raining up here since uh, about 9 o'clock this morning, and uh, it rained for about three or four hours, and I mean, it really came down good. And we were we were standing in the in the kitchen with my grandson there. By God, here comes the, the mother and, and a bunch of little turkeys through the yard again, and it's every day about the same time. Here they come, and 
you know, old, old, old Pierre, like, hey, Grandpa, let's get the pelican out. Let's have one of them. I said, no, <laughs> oh, no, we, we're just going to sit and watch them. <laughs> oh, boy, you just have to tease me with that, don't you? Yeah, he's listening to Grandpa again, it sounds like. Boy, there's a there's a switch, huh? <laughs> well, you know, you, 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 it's good that he's got, you know, he, he's a, he's a, he's nine years old. He's outdoors, but he's going to go sit in the deer stand with me this year. I put a couple of big portables up, big double ones, and he wants to come out and see what it's all about. So we'll we'll see how long he can last up there. Hopefully, it won't be too bad out, so he can come and stay stay the day. Well, I, I really I really love hearing that, uh, Chris, because that's what we need to do: get the kids involved, get them involved. Grandma's and grandpa's out there, get them involved in the outdoors and, you know, good things I think will happen. And that's kind of one of the things that uh, I just got uh, done doing here today. I was up at St. Croix State Park and we were teaching some adults how to deer hunt and we were literally scouting in those downpours and looking for deer sign. And, um, and there, by the way, there's some scrapes out there. Uh, didn't find many rubs for some reason, but, uh, they're starting their scrapes. And they're spending some time around the acorns. And as a matter of fact, I doggone near got run over by one today. Well, I'll tell you up here, Mike. Uh, neighbor down the road here shot one with this bow here a week ago, or a week and a half ago. Big, big buck. Uh, I found out another neighbor just up the road from me shot a big buck. So, and I've been seeing lots of deer out. Like I said, I was over to deer woods here a week or so ago, and I seen a few scrapes and and a few rubs. And I did scare a couple up walking back to a stand. So, and, and they're starting to get the beans out of the fields, and they're working on the corn. But with this wet weather, it, they could put a little halt to them for a few days. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. This this weather has been really tough on the farmers right now. I saw some corn coming out. I was at a, the governor's fishing opener meeting uh, in uh, Wilmer, New London, Spicer this earlier this week, and I saw one field of corn that was getting worked on, and, and all the beans were still up yet. And so that's going to bode pretty, for pretty tough hunting for both the pheasants and for deer hunting unless the farmers can get some of that uh, crop out of the fields. And, boy, I just looked at the long-range forecast, and it ain't looking good, though. Well, it is getting a little bit cooler, so uh, that'll at least knock, uh, hopefully, uh, most of these leaves off. But you mentioned the adult deer hunts, too. Um, what are some of the things, and what what's the point of this? Uh, Obviously, you know, it's the adults that get the kids involved, but sometimes there's a lot of adults like myself out there. I haven't done a lot of deer hunting, so uh, we need some help, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and a lot of the, the trends right now are for, we'll call them foodies out there, or you know, where they're looking for uh, a sustainable way to, to, to put meat on the table. And as we all well know, the outdoors is full of it, whether it be pheasants or grouse and walleyes and uh, sunfish and, and, of course, venison, very lean and mean. And you have to work a little bit to get there to, uh, to get it in the freezer. And so it's good exercise. And that's kind of what we're trying to do is if you teach the adults and even, you know, that the millennials and then the 18 to maybe, you know, 40 years old, you teach them, they're automatically going to get their kids involved. And, and so that's where we're changing a little bit. We're, we're not just focusing on the kids. We're looking at the whole family experience. And this is one way to get that done. And we got 15 adults heading out there where they get to learn. Uh, you know, we just, we're talking about scrapes and rubs and what the differences are and looking at trails and looking at food sources and bedding areas and, and talking about equipment and, uh, and really, you know, when you look at the forest, you have to look at the trees and we're trying to drill it down a little bit so that 
we narrow it down so it's easier for you to understand how to get out there in the field and you know and find a place to hunt is another great example you know getting on our dnr website and uh and getting on the uh, recreational compass that has wildlife management areas and wildlife production or waterfall production areas and walking trails and all that stuff so we're really bringing them through the, the whole shebang and then we've got some 102s that are second year deer hunters that are still a little little green around the edges and we're helping them try to get over the the uh the edge here and then we've got some 103 people this year that uh, we're going to take up into the uh well where you're going here a little bit later up into the grand rapids area and they're going to get to hunt with the president of mdha but he's going to you know kind of play hands off and let them try to do their own thing and just be there for support so that's that's the program that we have right now and it's you know very small and in uh, stature right now, but that's something we really want to build for the future. You must have some pretty hardy uh, fellows and ladies out there if they were tromping through the woods in this rain and uh, wind and cold today. So uh, we'll find out more about that with the adult deer hunts and how you can get uh, signed up for uh, next year's hunts. And also we uh, got to chat a little grouse and pheasant. I know we just had the governor's pheasant opener and, of course, the big governor's uh, deer opener party coming here in just a couple of weeks. So we'll chat about that as well. When we come back here on Outdoor Adventures, you can call in anytime, 651-989-5855. Stan Poggle, Chris Kudak, and Mike Coldfront-Curry from the DNR will continue next here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and through the iHeartRadio app. Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. You can download that, search Outdoor Adventures, and find all our past and present episodes there. And uh, that last promo there, that kind of reminded me what we were chatting about here the other day, Kudak, you and your damn flip phone. Well, yeah, you, you, you know, they still work good, and, and uh, it never, never lets me down. So, you know, you don't change something that works. I'm kind of old school, you know, yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah, just like you, right? That's right. Yeah, although you're kind of broke right now from what you said at the beginning of the show. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you get old, you maybe maybe you need to upgrade, just like your cell phone. I, I, my, you know, I've had back problems through the years, and it's one of them deals. You you just got to take it easy, and yeah, you know, it'll it'll all work out. We are chatting with uh, Mike. Coldfront Curry here from the uh, DNR, and we've been chatting about the adult deer hunts. And uh, you got sounds like three different levels where people have kind of started out as novice and uh, worked their way up through your uh, teachings and the rest of the crew there with the uh, DNR cold front. But uh, how do people get more information on this? Uh, how do they get involved? Uh, what's the typical, I guess, time investment and all that? And when do you guys do this normally? Yeah, normally we get this all started in uh, early summer. And uh, there'll be a uh, we'll have a spot on the website. That we're really redeveloping uh, our web page right now on it, so I don't want to send you right there right now because it really won't give you much information. But we're we're building this whole program up so that we can really expand it. We've got some areas uh, in the Twin Cities here that we're working on for that 102 program with Three Rivers Park District. We're working looking at working with the feds to uh, be able to expand the program some more too. So it's it's a work in progress right now, but it really is going to be a great opportunity for somebody to learn how to deer hunt. And the cost is, you know, right now sitting around $200. Plus there are some expenses on top of that, but that is really cheap when you think about uh, trying to get, uh, well, it's more than a guided hunt. You're really working with hunter hosts 
uh, and they're sharing their passions. But it, it takes a little time and effort on, on your own part to, to make it happen. But uh, more information to come on the DNR website uh, later on. Well, early summer will probably be best. And I'm sure you have a lot of people that really enjoy the teaching of of their craft of deer hunting and, you know, looking for the scrapes and the rubs and, you know, the other things out there that you can find. So I'm sure they, they kind of get a kick out of it, too, uh, teaching these people how, to, how it's done. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, man, I'll probably be putting out the old bat signal, or should I say deer signal, uh, sometime this uh, early spring, too. Be looking for more uh, uh, hunter hosts out there to share their passion out there because it really is a lot of fun. And, uh, Kudak, we may have to get you involved here again. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that could be possible. You know, we're, we're talking about this, this, this deal that you guys are doing. And, you know, we got, we got so much state land around this, the state that people can go, go grouse hunting and pheasant hunting and deer hunting. And, and a lot of the, you know, a lot of the people that I know, if you walk up and knock on the door and say, hey, would you mind if I, uh, do a little pheasant hunting over here? The majority of the people will let you, you know, walk in there, but you, the people got to understand you, you got to take care of the property that you're on. You don't leave garbage behind. You close the gates behind you. And, you know, if you get a good, good repertoire with these people, you know, they'll let you come back. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we do, we are blessed with a lot of public lands here. And that's one of the things that the commissioner is really going to be pushing here going forward, uh, commissioner of the DNR, Tom Landwehr. And we're going to be talking about it at the governor's deer hunting opener. But if you go to the recreational compass, you go, you go to our DNR page and put in recreational compass and well, up will come all these different land opportunities that, that are out there. Walk-in access program, wildlife management area, uh, waterfowl production areas, all the trails that are out there. Scientific natural areas, uh, national and state forests. We really are lucky, uh, to, to have all these different lands. And, um, and guess who pays for that? These licenses that, that you buy and some of the, uh, legislative monies that are distributed out there and, and some of the taxes that, that, that you, uh, uh, that are paid for the equipment that you purchase. So, um, Minnesota, we are blessed with public lands, and uh, we really need to keep that money flow happening and so that we can make sure that we maintain them uh, because we are one of the lucky ones in all, all of the 50 states. Yeah, and I mean, I was, I was, I was laughing when I was over to the, putting my deer stands up. I come driving out the other, uh, down my trail, and I look up on a little branch there, and here's a big old grouse stand in there, and he's looking at me, and I'm going, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have a gun, and I can't shoot you anyways. And he sat there, and he got on the ground, he walked away. I load my four-wheeler up, and I'm driving down the road, and here's three round bales alongside the road, and here's two big, gorgeous roosters standing on these round I mean, the prettiest roosters I've seen. You know, the people are starting to get stuff out of the fields. There's there's a lot of animals around. The farmers up here leave corn in for them and, and a little food, and it helps everything out. I mean, it helps the deer out, helps the grouse out. There's a lot of acorns this year, which is good. Uh you know, there are a lot of corn still standing, so the deer got plenty of plenty of food yet. But I mean, it's it's it, there's a lot of deer around. I mean, I was surprised to see the deer numbers around around home here. I mean, you drive down the road towards dark, and there's a lot of fields full of deer. Oh boy, I almost hit one on. I see, I had three different deer on the way into the state park, and I tell you what, you better be slowing down out there right now. These bucks are going to be on the move, and the does are getting pushed by the bucks. So please drive carefully out there right now. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't want to be speeding going down the back roads or even down 169. I come back from Onamia the other day and there was two two of them dead alongside the road. One one was a pretty nice buck, so 
this time of the year, you really got to be careful. Yeah, there were three dead ones uh, on the way back from uh, St. Croix State Park today that weren't there when I left this morning. So, uh, by golly, they're, they're moving. And so uh, that means you need to keep that old uh, the foot close to that pedal. So, And, and, and that we also, you know, we're going to be up in Grand Rapids here in a couple of weeks, and we got a lot of good stuff going on. we got an archery deal going on up there, and, and – uh, Lots of radio stations. It sounds like there's going to be a good crowd up there, and, and me and Stan will be there Thursday morning. Uh, well, what probably Thursday night the way Stan drives because he's only got to drive. You know, he's got to drive up here. So, well, I'm keeping it slow so I don't hit any deer. So leave me there alone. See, I'm being safe, Kudak. Well, that hoopty, I don't think I don't think the deer. You can just stack them up on the roof of that thing and just keep right on going. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chrissy, you're right, though. We're going to be at Timberlake Lodge on uh, Thursday uh, for the uh, outdoor expo that we have uh, in connection with the Governor's Deer Hunting Opener. And, uh, and we've got just a plethora of things that are lined up for activities, uh, something like the Forest History Center Log Song Competition. We've got an antler scoring by Minnesota Antler Scores. We've got a – this is – Sam, this is your – this one's for you. There's going to be a sausage – tasting contest. Oh, yeah, I'm all in on that one. Yeah, well, it's going to cost you a drag buck me out for, of the, there. for the winner, but that buck, uh, whoever gets the most bucks between the different stations for sausage tasting, all that money is going to go to a charity up there. So it's really going to be a fun time, and it's all about talking about the, the great traditions that we have here uh, in the state of Minnesota for deer hunting, and I'm looking forward to a great opener this year. And I want to remind the listeners to keep an update on our Facebook page and also on that iHeartRadio app because we, uh, I got a new toy this year, Curry, so we can uh, hopefully upload everything immediately, and that'll be available on our iHeartRadio uh, channel, which is Outdoor Adventures, so you can just download that free app and search Outdoor Adventures. But there's always such uh, great information up there, whether it's you know the leader of the Deer Hunters Association or uh, guys like you and Tom Landweir and all the guys from the DNR and the uh, conservation officers and the people with the ATV programs and the trail and park system. I mean, there's just so much information there that we're going to bring folks. So I encourage people and uh, want to thank you, as always, uh, for lining some of that stuff up because it really is a good time to, you know, get those questions answered and uh, kind of see what's going on. Yeah, and we're also going to have the Bad Axe competition again, a little trivia uh, and, uh, yes, Dan, we can get you in on, on some of the uh, laser shot and the mm-hmm. archery stuff that uh, Cabela's puts up and Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, with our buddy there, Pat, uh, uh, will be there with his uh, air rifle range. And so we're going to have a competition, and maybe you and uh, uh, you and that uh, character that, that's with you there, Chris, can maybe <laughs> win the bad axe and, and uh, hold that trophy for the year. That would be pretty impressive. Well, I'd be pretty much shocked, but that's okay. Yeah. We, we, we cannot forget our buddy from Duluth that's coming down, the, the butcher. I mean, if a guy wants to see somebody cut up a deer, that gentleman can cut up a deer. Oh, Bill Hesselgrave is the best. He's taught all the butchers in the state how to, uh, well, how to get the lead out of your <laughs> out of your venison, so to speak. And he's also an expert on, on carving things up for CWD and for the chronic wasting disease and staying away from the lymph nodes and and the backbones and stuff like that. So he he can butcher a deer like nobody I've ever seen. So uh, we'll have him and many more. So like I said, make sure you uh, keep an update on our Facebook page. You can search Outdoor Adventures there or on the iHeartRadio app. Search the same thing there, Outdoor Adventures, and uh, you can get all the updates as they happen. 
They're live from the Governor's Deer Opener up there in uh, Grand Rapids, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be up there Thursday and Friday, so we'll have plenty of interviews and plenty of fun, I'm sure, will be had as well. And we're going to continue. you got time for one more here, Curry? Sure, why not? All right, sounds good, because we still have to get into uh, the grouse. We still have to get into the pheasants as well. And uh, we'll continue on here with Mike Coldfront Curry from the DNR. Chris Kudak and Stan Poggle here with Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Don't forget, you can call in, too, if you'd like, 651-989-5855. Tonight she's only sipping white wine. She's friendly and fun-loving most of the time. But don't ask her on a straight to keep the night. She'll start thinking about him, and she's ready to fight. Blames her broken heart on every man inside. Uh, we've all ran into a few of those, haven't we, Kudak? Oh, you bet. One, <laughs> one week, I think, we run into one of them, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Watch out uh, when they get into the booze. So uh, we're back here, uh, second half of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. You can search Outdoor Adventures there, and you can call in, too, anytime, 651-989-5855. Well, we've uh, covered uh, most of the deer hunting season with our good friend Mike Coldfront Curry from the DNR. And uh, we're going to get in a little uh, bird hunting right now. I know the pheasant population sounds like it was a little bit down here this year, but uh, on the good side of things, it looks like the grouse was way up. So, um, kind of good and bad on those on those fronts, Curry. And I got to even say, even to that, I've got to say yes and no. Like the pheasant numbers, uh, you know, have been uh, down. Like twenty six percent was uh, the roadside counts, and unfortunately. You know, a lot of people were uh, expecting a really good recruitment this spring with the way the weather had went, and yet we have all the crops in the field yet. And so all the reports right now, it's been a pretty tough pheasant hunt for this year. But uh, there are pockets of them. I talked to some people out in, uh, well, in, in your old uh, territory there, Chris, on the Ortonville-Big Stone area, and there's some birds to be had out there. And um, the waterfowl haven't quite moved in out there yet, but uh, I, I suspect they will pretty soon, though. Yeah, you know, I talked to some guys that are up, up on the Canadian border there that were duck hunting and goose hunting, and they're doing good. And, you know, like everybody says, there's, there's, they're there. There's a lot of crops in the field. And, you know, to me, you got to have one of them years that you, you got you, you to gotta leave below a little bit so they get more. I mean, that's, it's, it's a, it goes in a cycle. You know, it's, I, I like to go sit out in deer hunt woods and watch the grouse and watch the turkeys and watch the pheasants. I mean, it's it's fun to it's fun to, to see them, and like I said, I've been driving around here, and I've been I've been seeing a lot of pheasants. I mean, it's it's it, you know where I'm at. I mean, years ago we we didn't have a whole lot of pheasants around here, and it seems like every year we're getting more and more and more, and, it, and there's not a real lot of hunting pressure around here for them. Well, one of the things that I I heard, and Bob St. Pierre with Pheasants Forever has told me this many a time, that the Malax Canabec area uh is probably the best combination area in the nation for both pheasants and grouse and you know I really can't uh, deny that myself because I uh, I've got some grouse up in that lax area I heard quite a bit of drumming this spring uh I've had a little bit of luck kicking them up there but I was also up in the uh boundary waters area here a couple weeks back and uh I got myself uh, three grouse up there um and so the number is supposed to be way up for grouse but here again we talk about the, the mother nature 
Um, you know, I talked to people from the Rough Grouse Society, and they think uh, that that the timing for the grouse was not as good and that there wasn't a whole lot of recruitment, even though the drumming counts are up, which is uh, the males that are they're out there you know, beating their chest out there, so to speak. Um, but the uh, hens uh, had a little tough time because of the wet weather this spring and the cool water, cool weather. So, you know, the only way to really find out, and it really doesn't hurt you, in fact, it helps you, but to just get out there, spend some time, work those areas that uh, – well, you're going to have to work at it. You're looking at, at you know, Aspen and, and uh, uh, some of the willow areas there next to swamps, and you work those areas. We kicked up five grouse today in the state park just working those hardwood areas right next to the swamps. They're there. Yeah, and I would think, too, though, I mean, on the other side of it, you talk about the weather, but, I mean, we've had some pretty mild winters here the last three, four years. I mean, very little snow. It hasn't really gotten super cold. Um, yeah, I guess it was probably a little more uh, moisture out there, but I know I hear a lot about, you know, if you get heavy snow cover, that's not good for the hatch and and all that stuff. But uh, why do you think that maybe hasn't uh, made the increase? I know, unfortunately, too, we're getting a lot less, you know, uh, um, uh, CRP land, too. So Well, that that has a lot to do with it, but you you were spot on. The reason why everybody was so optimistic this fall for both the pheasant and the grouse is that because we have had the mild winters and and really truly I think you're, there's I think there are more pheasants out there and I think it has a lot to do with the um, uh, the crops that are in the fields and once those come out that those uh, two things are going to happen number one that'll concentrate the birds but it's also by that time the birds are going to be educated to to the hunters out there you slam a door when you get to a, a public area and you're going those birds are going to be hitting the road like the roadrunner. I was going to ask too. I mean, is it is there an issue at all, um, cold front, uh, as far as maybe whether it's farmers or landowners, um, just educating them a little bit more? Because I know you know with uh, mowing the road ditches and stuff like that, you can if you do it at a certain time of the year, whether it's too early or too late, you can damage nests and stuff like that. Is there is there anything to that where you know maybe it's just a sign of the times and people just aren't uh, maybe paying as close attention to stuff like that? Well, actually, they are paying uh, closer attention right now with the uh, Governor Dayton and the buffer laws that are out there. You know, we've got 90% compliance on on the buffer areas around uh, the waterways and, and ditches and, and ponds and stuff out there and lakes. And so we've got uh, a good opportunities there because those and, – and like you said, with the uh, mowing of the sides of the road, you you know, postpone it till August. Those are all habitat areas not only for pheasants, but for pollinators, and and I know everybody's heard that in the news uh, lately, and uh, we're having a real problem with with our bees, and uh, and we we need those pollinators out there for the crops, and and so there's there's issues out there, whether it's pesticide, whether it's practices uh, that uh, uh, us as as uh, uh, well, we're supposed to be stewards of the land here. Maybe we're not doing a very good job on that. So I think you're I think you're spot on with with having to. Really, you know, look at the whole big picture right now. We all need a a hand in what we're doing uh, in the outdoors, and doing the right thing is uh, definitely going to make a difference on the landscape for deer and pheasants and pollinators and grouse and and uh, and for us ourselves. Just for I, I felt so good being out in the woods today. My mental health is is so much better today talking with you guys and talking about the outdoors and spending time in the outdoors that uh, uh, I, I think I'm at peace with the outdoors today. As a matter of fact. Well, Curry, here's here's what for you. When we leave to go up on, on early Thursday morning, 
we are we are going to make our first Stan and Chris video from Leave It Here all the way up to Grand Rapids. Oh boy, <laughs> this is news to me, Cold Front. So, <laughs> and I don't know. I think Kudak's going to run the cameras, so I don't know how that's going to work. Oh boy, I just <laughs> wonder if this this is uh, was was it. Uh, Ted, Ted, and what was that excellent adventure? Oh, Bill and Ted's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is going to be classic. We're going to do our first annual going to the governor's opener to do the radio. So Stan's going to try to get here about 7 o'clock in the morning, so we should probably make it up there about noon. Well, I can't wait to be a part of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, see that uh, debacle uh, unfold as well. That should be... Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've seen our Facebook videos before, but uh, Kudak has a real cast of characters out there. It's kind of kind of like the Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers uh, greatest show on earth, if you know what I mean. No, oh, I do, and I, I, gotta, <laughs> I have to remind him and and you that we all have faces for radio. That is true. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But it, it, it's going to be a fun trip up there. We're, we will have a good – at Grand Rapids, you can't pick a nicer town. I mean, that the people up at Grand Rapids are just – I mean, it, it, it's a gorgeous town. I mean, it's, uh, you know, right on the lake there. They got they got everything. They even got a Kentucky Fried Chicken in town. Crazy. Oh, boy. No, boy, but I know what you guys are going to like better than that. How about a prime rib dinner here if you uh, stick around? Ooh, 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 ooh. If our listeners want to come up and join us, it's $35. The, the governor's slated to be up there, the commissioner – and a bunch of a host of others up there that we'll be targeting to have a great time. It's only thirty-five bucks, and uh, well, we're going to take. In fact, we're going to pick up your tab. By the way, wow! Well, thank you for that. There's nothing better than prime rib. I just had it here last week when I was down. I was down uh, at my place in Iowa, and uh, they have a place down there in Spencer. It's actually called the Prime Rib, and and uh, still one of the best uh, prime ribs I've ever had. And I always make a. Uh, point to stop there every time i get down there but uh yeah that sounds like a heck of a plan and then we'll have a little uh venison sausage in mixed in there and i'm sure you know kudak i heard he has some friends in little places up there so i'm sure there'll be a be a little bit of uh you know tipping a few back if you know what i mean well that tab i'm not we're not going to be able to pick up yeah especially kudaks i mean you might have to uh redo the budget for the for the dnr if you uh Get him on that tab. Yeah, my diet Mountain Dew is about what else. <laughs> Here we but, go. <laughs> but, but I, I do have a lot of friends in Grand Rapids, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to uh, hook up with a few of them, and it, it'll be interesting. Yep, keep that video uh, all warmed up. Yeah. Uh, we won't be doing no video there, but that, this, is our, this is on our way up to Grand Rapids. We'll be doing the, the video. Stan, Stan, he's got it all documented. He's, he's got it all written down on paper. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll have a good time. I was going to ask you, too, I mean, how is that area for grouse? Because I've always wanted to get back in the field and uh, get back into that a little bit. It's been quite a few years since I've been grouse hunting. Is is there a chance if I pack my uh, gun with that maybe I could uh, stumble into a few? Uh, I would do that. There's lots of public lands up there. Uh, they did have uh, just a recent Rough Grouse Society. They have an annual hunt up there where they um, get out there and get after the grouse. They get 100-some people that uh, both hunt for grouse and for woodcock up there, and, and they've got like 50 or 60 years' worth of data, and their numbers were down up there for that a little bit too. So, um, you know, that recruitment wasn't so good, but I'll tell you what, there's nothing like being in big woods and grouse and um, and the smell that we know, we all know it's today when we're out in the woods, that smell 
of fall, and there's yes. nothing like it. Yeah, I was out on a cycle cruise uh, through Baker Park here in the area and going up and around the curves and the windy roads and uh, through the parks and all that stuff. And, yeah, you could just smell that uh, scent of fall, and the colors are beautiful right around here. They're pretty much peaked out, so a uh, great time to get out and enjoy it. Yeah, and up in the St. Croix area, and uh, uh, and two weeks ago uh, up at the uh, – uh, the Boundary Waters area, they were just about down, but the, it was really green underbrush. But pretty much up at St. Croix, I'd say it's, uh, oh, 90% of the leaves are down now. So you're going to have to go south to see the colors. Maybe maybe Winona might be a great area for, for the fall colors. Yeah, well, Mankato, I heard my kids from down there. He said it's still green down there. But after the rain and when we had here yesterday last couple of days and this morning well that's raining again now it's coming down pretty good again but the leaves are probably 90 percent gone so you know you, hopefully we get an inch or two of snow on opener so we can see them a little better well i just saw the temperature ranges and and for next weekend when we ever learned to hunt the program at st croix we're talking 32 to 40 degrees and yep a little persist uh, well it's not the white stuff but the wet stuff and so that makes for kind of miserable hunting but you know what, just being out there, if you dress right, uh, you'll have a great time in the outdoors. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the clothing now they come out with, it's just uh, so incredible as far as, you know, from what we grew up with and I'm sure what you guys grew up with. I mean, if you go out there and find the right stuff, you can get the, out there in just about anything. And some of the old stuff is pretty good, too, that uh, the old wool and, oh, I bet you you still have a checkered shirt or two that's wool, don't you, at Kudak? I got a whole suit. I got the pants and the, and the checkered flannel top, and yep, I, I do have it. But you know, now you know we were going to have the man from Iowa Motorwear. He's got the the, the you know the sleeping bag suit. That, uh, we'll probably have him on next week. He ended up running into a meeting, and time change was a little different from because they're from out east there. But we're going to get him on next week. And we have we also have a gentleman from uh, Comic Set from the Comic Set. Uh, the, the deer coming stuff. We're going to have him on next week. So next week we're going to get him on right before the deer on opener. I, I will be bringing some catalogs with me from them guys, and uh, this is probably some of the best scent that I've ever used. I think we lost Curry. No, no, I'm oh, here. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you know, and deer scent. Speaking of which, you you need to make sure that you read your regulations very carefully. There's some areas uh, in the state where there's uh, the the baiting issue is a problem and chronic wasting disease, and um, you cannot put out any salt blocks even in certain areas of the state. Uh, and you need to make sure you check your regulations to make sure you're transporting deer in certain areas. And if you're in a CWD area, you need to have your deer uh, checked in. Uh, and some deer scents are not able to be used uh, in some of these areas. And it's not, it's not, and I need to emphasize this it's not because we think there's there's CWD or chronic waste disease in the scent. It's all about congregating the deer in one area and for them to have their noses, you know, that, that nose to nose contact or, or nose to wick contact and there's multiple deer using that. That's the issue uh, with the deer scent. So, uh, again, you want to be careful, read your regulations and uh, you won't get, there won't be any fines or suspensions out there. Well, it's kind of the same thing with Kuduk. You know, you don't want to have, you got to keep them uh, locked up once in a while because if you get too many women congregated around them at one time, you know, that can mean trouble. So, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you mentioned the chronic wasting disease and there are, now this is mandatory, right? In certain areas there you have to, they pull the lymph nodes out of them and test them and all that. 
Yeah, there's the there's the area in you know in southern Minnesota. It's called the 603 area that uh, that the only wild uh, deer that uh, have been found to have chronic wasting disease, and so that's a really tight area. And then there is one in the Aiken uh, uh, area, and then there's one other area. I'm forgetting uh, that one off the top of my head here. But so there's three different areas in the state that you uh, really need to pay attention to the rules and regulations uh, because we just we want to put this a stop to this right now. And if we can do that, just like we did in the in that very first uh, that Pine Island area, ended up not being any more. It's because uh, I think we jumped on the on the issue right now and took care of it, brought down those numbers. And if we can do the same thing in these other areas and making sure that we don't have them around some of the uh, uh, some of the farms that had the CWD, uh, I think uh, we can walk away with our heads back up and not ruin this tradition of the great deer hunting that we have here in this state. And one final question, Cold Front, uh, from the DNR here. I want to ask you, I read uh, they're doing some stuff in some of the state parks, and maybe they already had those hunts, but for those folks um, that maybe, I don't know how you could not be aware of the deer hunting season here in Minnesota or Wisconsin, but um, I hear uh, you could be spooked a little bit uh, if if you're not uh, ready for it. Um, if you're maybe doing a late season camping trip or walk through the woods, uh, you want to make sure you're safe out there because there will uh, maybe be a few uh, pops out there. Yeah, there there will be, and and St. Croix is one of the. Okay, well, St. Croix was one of those areas uh, we lost cold front, but uh, want to remind those folks if you are going out to some of the uh, state parks in that Kuduk, I know they are uh, running some uh, some uh, uh, hunts, special hunts out in those areas, so. Uh, just be careful and be aware, you know, most of all. Well, the best thing is when you're going to the state parks and you're checking, you've always got to check into the, the check-in center there. You know, make sure you've got an orange vest, an orange hat, if you're going to be walking through the woods. You know, talk to the people at the check-in center and say, hey, is there, you guys got any people in your hunting? Or, you know, what trails can we go? Because they got all the trails marked in these places. Then you just got to, you know, you got to use a little common sense and be safe. Exactly, Chris. I'm I'm back again. Sorry about that. I dropped. But yeah, we have uh, lots of different hunts out there, and they're all posted on our website. If you have a state park that you're interested in going to, uh, check out the website and go mndnr.gov and and uh, tap on to the state parks, then tap on the Pacific uh, uh, park that you're interested in, and they'll have all the information there that you that you need to know. And so much more information on there, uh, whether it's hunting, fishing, trapping, uh, whatever, camping. Uh, nature walks, bike trails, all that stuff, ATV trails, you can all find it at uh, mndnr.gov. Mike Coldfront Curry, thanks for uh, checking in and uh, saving our butts again here for a little bit because uh, we had some miscommunication with our other guests. So uh, always a pleasure to chat with you, and I look forward to seeing you here in a couple of weeks again. Uh, my pleasure, guys. And just remember, everybody, to hook and more accounts on the great outdoors because if you don't, who will? Thanks hey, again. That is uh, Mike Coldfront Curry from the DNR. Uh, check out the website there, mndnr.gov. One final segment. We'll chat a little musky fishing. I know your buddies uh, hauled in a few walleye and a couple uh, sturgeon as well, so it looks like I have some competition on that front, Kuduk. And uh, we'll chat a little bit more about what's going to be happening at the Governor's Deer Opener up there in Grand Rapids here in a couple of weeks and where we'll be and where you can find us and uh, hear uh, all the action from the Governor's Deer Opener. We'll wrap that up. And Outdoor Adventures next here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.
One final quick segment of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 FM 103.5 and the iHeartRadio app. Don't forget, you can download that for free. Search Outdoor Adventures and you can find this one and all our past episodes of Outdoor Adventures on our iHeartRadio channel. Just search Outdoor Adventures and uh, be keeping an update here, especially in the next couple of weeks on our Facebook as well is we're going to be heading up to the Governor's Deer Opener, Kudak, and uh, lots of fun to be had. we got a couple of minutes here. Uh, it sounds like you have some big video plans going on up there, and you have to tell the listeners uh, what you're kind of planning. I'm kind of a little bit worried, to be honest, because, you know, you said you had some buddies up there, and I could see you trying to pull a fast one on me. Well, we're going to start <laughs> when we leave the house here. you got your little camera that you could do the videos with, so... We're we're gonna do a little a road trip video. We're gonna we're gonna stop on the way up at a few spots and uh, we're gonna make a little video for our webpage and see what see what people think about the uh, old stand in action. No, oh, it should be a fun one. So uh, look for that. We'll have updates uh, throughout the week of the deer opener. We'll be up there uh, probably what around noon or so on Thursday. So we'll probably have videos starting uh, in the mid morning. And all the way through that Thursday, uh, what is it, the second, I believe, and then the third is Friday. We're going to start doing interviews. You're going to have to wrestle. Well, I might have to wrestle you out of bed at 5 in the morning this year, but we're going to get started real early on Friday morning. And then, of course, uh, people will be blasting deer Saturday. Yep, yep. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get some interviews Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, do some interviews Friday morning, and then we've got to head out of there early so I can get back down here and get the uh, get my stuff all set up for saturday morning so i can go out and get some deer with the with my son and and uh, my grandson and we're gonna we're gonna go see if we can get that big buck and i always uh you know encourage the listeners out there uh you can always reach uh, myself stan poggle here at uh, i am heart media you can always reach me here i'm usually here on saturdays from about 10 a.m until 8 p.m so, you know, if you'd like to drop off your donated uh, venison, um, deer sausage, deer sticks, anything like that, uh, deer jerky, um, anything deer involved, uh, I will uh, definitely take that off your hands. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, it's, it's good. I, gotta, I believe it's going to be a good, good, good deer hunting season, and we're going to have fun up in Grand Rapids. And if people want to come up, you know what? You can come up and get a primary up there. You can, there's, there's lots of people up there you can meet and Greet with everybody, and I mean, Grand Rapids is a is a gorgeous town. Come on up for the day, or then business business. They got a lot of stuff going on Friday, so or, or Thursday and Friday, I believe. You know, Pat McMullen for the Oak Foundations there, and and the butchers are there, and I mean, they got they got a lot of people there. Yeah, it should be a uh, heck of a good time. It always is. This is what our third or fourth year already, so uh, we're kind of becoming regulars up there at the Minnesota Governor's Deer Opener. So we'll be up there again on Grand Rapids. Uh, coming up November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, so make sure you keep attuned to our uh, Facebook page for that. And also uh, download that free iHeartRadio app because it is free. Uh, everybody likes stuff for free. And then you can search Outdoor Adventures and catch us on there. Anytime we post an episode, you click the follow button. You'll get a notification on your cell phone that tells you uh, there's a new episode posted and you'll never miss an episode of Outdoor Adventures. And, you know, I know people are probably heartbroken if they do miss an episode. So make sure you go get that uh, free iHeartRadio app and search Outdoor Adventures. That's going to put a wrap on it this week, Kudak. You forgot about the theme of the week, so uh, you'd be thinking of three songs about me for next week's show. And uh, we'll chat to you next week. Okay, bud? All right, we'll talk to you during the week, and uh, 
Everybody have a safe hunting season. And like I said, if you need to get a hold of us, uh, you know, get on our Facebook and we'll answer any questions you got or yeah. send us some pictures of your deer. That's going to do it for Outdoor Adventure.